This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to 100% LCFC, your favourite Leicester City podcast. Pleasure to have you along, this is episode 10. And my name's Owen Pamaratkin. I'll be with you all the way through to the end of this podcast. And like I said, it is episode 10. Wow, 10 episodes. And we've got something a little bit different coming up for you today here at 100% LCFC. We're going to be talking about Stoke City. We're also going to look at the transfers that's coming on in the next few days for Leicester City, apparently. And also looking forward to the FA Cup action, which the Foxes will take part in this Saturday as they travel to White Hart Lane. Perhaps they got the raw end of the deal from the Burnley and Spurs game. But a tie in the fourth round, it is, so we can't complain really, can we? We've also got a guest in the 100% LCFC studios today. And if you've listened before, then you're bound to know who it is. We are joined by Claire from Loughborough. Good evening, Claire. How are you? Good evening, Owen. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm not too bad. It's a pleasure to have you back in the studios. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. I think it was about September when I last spoke to you. It, it was. You were here in September on a cold Thursday night in Loughborough. And, uh, but you're back now and that's all that matters. Is that right? She's nodding her head. <laughs> you, you have to remember that no one can see what you're doing. This is, this is audio, by the way. Yeah. Sorry about that, Owen. So what do you think to the agenda today then, Claire? Stoke City transfers and Tottenham Hotspurs. That's a pretty good podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Looking forward to talking about it. Ah, very good. So first of all then, Stoke City, not the greatest performance from our boys, was it? No, I have to say that's probably the worst performance this season that I've seen from the boys. Um, I don't think we've been playing badly all season. We haven't been slaughtered on the pitch or embarrassed ourselves at all but Saturday I have to say 
just wasn't good. It, it wasn't... It, it's not been like the Leicester City we've seen in recent weeks, has it? No, and you know, sometimes it's taken us 15 minutes or so to get into the game um, and we've had a shot on target and you can really see the confidence growing within the squad. And uh, Saturday just didn't happen. I don't know whether... It was the, the, the team that was picked or whether the players just weren't up for it or whether they were just dominated by the Stoke players. And Stoke are a very big unit in terms of the size of their players. And you look at the, the, the size of Steven Enzonzi in the middle of the park. He's, he's, a, big, he's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. And, you know, we were playing these long balls over to our smaller players like Nugent. You know, we were never going to win anything like that. We needed to keep the ball on the floor. But, hey, we live and learn. We certainly do. I remember one instance in the match, Anthony Kanaka was the only man in the box for a cross, surrounded by Ryan Shawcross, uh, Phil Bardsley, etc., etc., Wilson, you know, Stephen Enzonzi. Was, was the Frenchman ever going to win a header at that point, eh? The answer is no. So we talked about the all-round poor performance from the players on the day, but... What about the referee? Didn't have the greatest game either, did he? No. I, I, do we really want to talk about the referees this yeah, season? Yeah, let's, let's talk about the referees. Shall we? Um, uh, only for Stoke, though, because that is the only game we're focusing on today. Right. No, he was poor. Um, and I don't believe he used his assistant referees either on the line to, to come to any sensible conclusion of any of the cards that he gave or or any of the de- decisions that he mm, made. Mm. It was. Um, it, it, it gets to a point now, isn't it, where you look and you think, well, can you just please, can you just please use that guy who stood there with a flag on the side who can see it a lot better? Um, and But first of all, they've got to actually learn to stand up and be counted, haven't they? Definitely. I mean, the you know, for the first half, the, the, line, the linesman or assistant referees, we now have to call them, mm. he was so, you know, you could tell he was waiting for the referee to make a decision before he put his flag up. Of course. It's um, very frustrating. It is very frustrating, especially considering that you know their goal, their their actually their goal that won them the game, came from what I thought was a foul on Paul Koncheski by Jonathan Walters. He he was backing into Paul Koncheski the whole way and then laid it off for another Stoke player who gave it to Bojan, who turned Wazilewski and scored. And that I, I guess that's the most frustrating thing, isn't it? It is because these decisions can cost you the game. You know, it's the difference between being in the relegation zone and getting out of it. And these are paid professionals. They're not doing it on a Sunday morning because they enjoy it, because they want to do it. These are play these are you know, these are paid to do a job and they should do it properly. And they need to become answerable to to the decisions that they make, I believe. It's a debate that is gonna rage on for years and years and years until technology is brought in for to help referees because clearly we all know the speed of the game has changed it's not it's well, it's a lot more fast paced than it used to be you know the ref- referees need a little bit of help now don't they yeah i believe they do but you know there's there's three other men there or women there's three other people there to help them make the decisions that they're making and it's not very often you see the referee look at anybody else to help him and you know within a game all a fan and a player can ask for is consistency, mm-hmm, and we don't definitely. even see that. Yeah, I do understand where you're coming from. It's a very frustrating subject. Mm-hmm. 
So how do Leicester City get better from here on in then? Because clearly, they, like you said, they, you talked about the relegation zone. It's a relegation zone that's very, very tight. Now, Leicester City, you know, a couple of points away from getting out of that relegation zone. And, you know, it, it, it's not it's not as bad as most fans are making out. So what do Leicester City need to do to get out of that relegation zone, in your opinion? We need to score the goals. I don't... You know, I don't believe that we're doing anything wrong. We just don't seem to be able to finish. You know, I've been looking and reading things that the fans have written about on Saturday and somebody's quoted that we could have played all night on Saturday and we still wouldn't have scored. Um, I don't know whether it's a bit of lack of confidence, whether it's January and the players are all a little uncertain or whether they're staying or whether they're leaving. You know, Vardy's been talked about quite a lot about leaving the club. Um... No, you, is it is it confidence? I, d- I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, that you can sort of not not talk about all the time, but it's one of it's a major contribution, you know. Yeah, and especially you have to consider that we needed the goals and Leonardo Joe and Cameron were both left on the bench. You know, we're talking nearly nearly twenty million pounds worth of talent. You know, it's it's ridiculous that to me the idea that we needed goals, but. One of our obviously, I wasn't I wasn't in a position where I would have started Camerich on on his first game. You know, he you know he trained with the club for a couple of days as an official player. Um, I, I wouldn't have been in a position to to put him in the starting lineup. But for me, dropping Leonardo Ujoa was a strange one. Yeah, definitely. I, I I totally agree. I mean, you know, bringing the new boy on with ten minutes to go, nobody really got a real look at him to see what he's capable of. We've all read about him. You know, we've heard about what he can do. Uh, bringing him on against Stoke, probably frightened the life out of him. Um, will he want to say now? Who knows? But you know, you've got that. You've got the players that have been playing against the likes of the Stoke players, the Q, not the QPRs, but the, you know the thugs of the game, if you like. Um, and we're toughening up. I've seen a huge difference in Leicester City. You know, we we really are standing up to these players that try and bully us off the ball, and we are getting stronger. But they weren't quite strong enough, were they? The midfield certainly highlighted on Saturday to, to the idea that you look at Stephen Enzonzi in there in the middle of the park. He was the size of Danny Drinkwater standing on Andy King's shoulders, wasn't he? It wasn't wasn't the uh, it wasn't the normal physique you normally come up against in the Barclays Premier League? You look at David Silva, Santi Cazorla. They're very, very little players, but Stephen Enzonzi, something else, isn't he? Yeah, he was huge, and you know people either like or really dislike Andy King as a player I really really enjoy watching Andy King play if you look at him he's one of the most intelligent players we've got I think when he's not on the ball if he sees somebody out of position he automatically goes and fills in he works incredibly hard and I do believe that Danny Drinkwater does that too but when they're together especially against Stoke I don't I don't think that they were the strongest midfield that we could have picked for that game well, you say that, but not many midfielders were available. You know, Esteban Cambiasso, Matty James suspended, Esteban Cambiasso injured. There wasn't many other options for, for the game, was there? So I guess we'll have to stick with that one as and where it is. Let's move on then. Transfers, and as I can probably tell, you probably want to see another midfielder uh, added to the Foxes squad this uh, this window. Yeah, I do. I think, you know, a couple of midfielders um, would help. Some stronger people, um, some stronger lads that can hold the ball up. And, you know, sometimes I feel our midfield just, just goes missing. Um, 
we play incredibly deep sometimes and they just kind of blend into the defence. So we need people with experience to hold that line and, and, you know, really, really keep the squad together and in position to where they need to be. I guess so. It's all, it's all a case of, um, not opinions, but when it comes to transfer window, you have to look, especially the January transfer, in a very difficult window to work in and uh, Nigel Pearson will clearly have his targets and, you know, I, I'm personally looking at a midfielder, uh, not a midfielder, a left-back coming into the squad. I think we probably do need another left-back. Um, Paul Koncheski dismissed a couple of times this term. Not sure about Jeff Shop. I think he's progressing well on the left-hand side of midfield, so it, I guess it's a case of not bringing in uh, someone to replace Koncheski, but bringing in someone who will be able to play there. But then in the January transfer window, you're going to end up paying a lot of money, aren't you? Yeah, you are. And you've got to think of, you know, if we couldn't attract these players at the beginning of the season, when we were just, you know, at the, at the top of our form, how are we going to attract these players now when we're fighting to get out of the relegation zone? And you know Nigel Pearson. He won't give anything away. It's all rumours about who we're trying to sign who we're trying to get rid of. Until it happens, nobody will know about it. I guess so. He keeps the cards very close to his chest, as our Nigel. So who do you want to see then come into the transfer window this uh, this January? Because personally, I would love to see, like I said, another left-back come in, but also possibly a very exciting sort of midfielder. But you look around, you think, who's available? You know, everyone's if, if they've got an exciting midfielder, they're going to want to keep hold of him, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And you know what our, our people are like at Leicester City. They're going to bring somebody in from... France or Switzerland, wherever, Poland, wherever. They're going to bring somebody in that nobody's heard of for very little money. And we're all going to be sat there thinking, who on earth are these? What uh, are they capable of? Personally, I'd love to see uh, Ravel Morrison come in. He's, a, he's a, he, he, a very attacking midfielder with a lot of flair, but he does have behaviour issues. And he, he has been known um, to step out of line. And Sir Alex Ferguson said, if you can control him, then you've got a one hell of a player on your hands. Um, but if Sir Alex Ferguson could said that and he was letting him go because he couldn't control him, who can actually control him? Would you think Nigel Pearson would be able to control someone better than Sir Alex Ferguson? Well, who knows? You know, Nigel's got a, a special way with these players and uh, he... Uh, I don't know. I think Nigel doesn't take any mess in at all. You know, we've seen that before. If somebody crosses the line, do they play for us again? Nah, nah. I, don't, I don't think they do. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the FA Cup this weekend. Saturday, um, away to Spurs after they beat Burnley in their third round tie. Um, and it, it's, it's a repeat of the 2000 final where Leicester City beat Spurs on that day. Um, but who would you like to see in the starting line? Or maybe Kamerich coming in? Yeah, I do. I think we should start with him. This is a great opportunity to, you know, to let him play a full game um, and see what he's about. Let the fans see, you know, exactly what he can do. And hey, this this is a winnable game. We should have we should have beat Spurs at home the last time we played them. So yeah, you know, I, I I believe we can really win this. But do we want to concentrate on this cup? Or do we need to concentrate on getting out of the relegation zone? That, that's the uh, that's the uh, sort of decision you've got, isn't it? But would you take, here's the question, would you take an FA Cup victory? So you win the FA Cup, but get relegated. Would you take that? 
because remembering that Leicester City have um, they've won well they've been in five finals and never won the tournament at all and it's the most prestigious club uh, cup in the world and the Barclays Premier League is always there for another day would you take an FA Cup uh, victory and relegation Oh, gosh, I don't know. That's a really hard question. It'd be lovely. It'd be great for the fans to actually win something this season. You know, come on, we're used to winning. We, we you know, we get out of League One quite quickly. We've, we've worked hard and champions of the championship. And, yeah, it'd be really great to win something because we're not going to be champions of uh, the Premier League this season. That is for sure. Yeah, I guess so. Personally, I think uh, a, a win in the FA Cup. So to win the FA Cup and get relegated, it's not a raw deal. Plus, it go down in record in uh, history books as uh, probably one of the only teams to do that. In, in fact, but like we said, Cam Rich could come in against Spurs in the starting lineup. Who else? Would, who would you like to see him partner up front? Oh, I don't know. I think Knockhart's playing really well at the moment. Chris Wood. Maybe. Will he be available for that game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a good, strong player. And, you know, if you've got somebody that can lay the ball off for Camerick and he's, you know, he's everybody said how nifty he is with his feet, then yeah. We saw, we saw glimpses of that on Saturday when he came on. He was Croy turning, he was step overs. He was showing that he's a very able player. Um, he didn't have a shot on goal, though. However, I did see a shot in the warm-up, a volley that he rifled into the top corner. And if he can reproduce that, everyone's happy, aren't they? Against Spurs, then you think maybe concentrate on the league for Leicester City um, this year. Could you see a couple of young lads maybe coming into the in the starting lineup? Um, or, or personally, would you like to see a, a, not not an in, inexperienced approach, but ne- not necessarily an experienced approach? Maybe the squad players maybe are not getting game at the time. People like uh, Chris Wood. Oh, we stopped the music. Everyone, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's musical chairs here. No, t- but carry on. Uh, no, I think we should put a good, a good strong squad out against Spurs, um, and it'll give Camerick a, a you know a good opportunity to play with his teammates, and you know they need to get to know each other. We don't want to put eleven men out there against Chelsea or Manu who look like they don't know what each other's doing. They need to work together. But I am afraid uh, that is a very good point. But I am, like I said, I'm afraid this is all we've got time for here at 100% LCFC today. Claire was just getting into it as well. Just starting to enjoy yourself, and then I pull down the curtain, eh? But like I said, like I say, it's a pleasure to have you along. Do you agree or disagree with anything we've said in today's podcast? Then please get in contact. There is a number of ways you can do that. First of all, you can go to uh, my Twitter page at OPA underscore radio or even tweet 100% LCFC at at 100LCFC. You can also email email me owenpalmeratkin at gmail.com. Or you can go to the 100% LCFC website and fill out the little contact box. And we'll get it right here in the studios at 100% LCFC, the podcast.
but it has been a massive pleasure having you along hope you've enjoyed the 10th episode and number 11 will be here this time next Monday as we look back to see whether the Foxes are in the 5th round of the FA Cup we'll also preview Manchester United as well as Crystal Palace the week after. And all the transfers, of course, that may go on in the next seven days. When's the next time you can hear me? Well, you can join me on 99.2 Hermitage FM every Wednesday, 4 till 6. For your drive time home. We'll be playing undercover, of course. And we also have a special guest in the studio. Mr. Jersey Bud will be joining us. So make sure you tune into that. That's every Wednesday, 4 till 6 on 99.2 Hermitage FM. But it has been a pleasure to have you along. Thank you very much for coming in, Claire. Thanks for having me along. It's quite all right. Will you be coming back again for a third time, making you the most featured guest at 100% LCFC? Yeah, I'll be here when we get to Wembley in this cup. Oh dear me, now that is a promise. Thank you for listening and make sure you do get in contact. They'll all be on the right-hand side of the track and I'll see you next Monday. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.